Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of the big show, the main show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet. It's Four Center. That's what we love doing here, gathering with some friends. You're our friends. We're here on the bridge of our Star Destroyer to talk Star Wars with me, as always, is Jennifer Landa this week. Oh! And Joseph Scrimshaw. I am happy to be here. Are you happy to be here, Jennifer? I'm so excited to talk Yay. about this topic. Uh, I just wanted to flip the order around. I wanted <laughs> I know, to flip it. I wanted a crazy make them up. Yeah. Startled me. Oh, man. So, guys, uh, no secret here. We are recording this before we leave for Comic-Con. Comic-Con makes it very busy, and we're going to come home and just uh, individually go to our homes and just be zombies for a couple of days. So we want to record this now, but we we can't, we can't have a good topic. Um, someone, uh, 
something where I think all three of us are happy to talk about and go in a little bit more in depth on Forces of Destiny. Yeah. The animated shorts that were first revealed and released on YouTube. Jennifer Murrow writing all of the episodes. 16 in total. We've seen eight more to come, and then they're going to be released as specials on Disney, if memory serves. Even Jennifer was kind of confused when I interviewed her <laughs> that. Um, I did have a chance to interview Jennifer, and I'm sure re- reference that. It was over on Collider Jedi Council. Um, I'm sorry for the remix, uh, but I think uh, we had a good conversation, and, and it adds some insight into this. Um, but I will start first. Because of that, I want to disclose, because I had a chance to interview her. Mm-hmm. Um, I love these, and I told her before. I want you to know I love these. Um, and I know some people didn't, so Joseph, we want to address the right at the top. Let's get into it. Yeah. These were received in a mixed way at times. Yeah, I mean, overall I, good, but yeah, I certainly saw a lot of positivity, but then I did the uh the silly thing, the brave thing, I'll say, of yeah. going into the YouTube comments. Yeah. Um and obviously YouTube uh, elicits strong opinions. I'm not going to be like super negative and be like trolls. Yeah. Um but clearly the reasons why a chunk of Star Wars fandom didn't like them certainly coalesced into people yeah. just expressing in the comments why they didn't like them and like a lot yeah. of just like, why, why why do we have these? Why can't we have the Clone Wars? And also just, I think I forget being in the Star Wars bubble, a lot of people asking questions that have been answered. So like oh, right. on the first one, almost everything was like, is this canon? Who wrote right. this? You know, right. are there going to be more of these? Why are they so <laughs> short? And I, I just wanted to type on all of YouTube, read a press release, Star Wars fans. Read Listen a press to release. Force Center. Listen to my pod. How many times did Jennifer say this? Yeah, yeah. She read the news. Absolutely. She told you all of these things. But there is a lot of just kind of pushback against, I think, um, what they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are designed to be short adventures. They're designed to have a different, I think, simple, elegant animation style right and for me it's just sort of like hey, hey if you like it great and if you don't then just recognize this is what it is yeah and, and to be mm. clear as we say if, if you're out there listening to force center if you didn't like them that's great and we yeah. want to hear why if that if it's a good good conversation on why but full disclosure up top let's get into it we three loved it and jennifer it had special meaning for you as well as a mother of a burgeoning young star wars fan yeah so i actually watched them on my own and then i was like i, I want to see how my daughter reacts to it so i, I put on ewok escape and she <laughs> of course you did of course, come on let's be real i had to start with that one because uh, i figured you know i wasn't quite sure how she would respond to the um night was the night watcher worm or whatever mm-hmm. in uh, the ray one yeah, yeah i wasn't quite sure if it'd be too scary for her so i started off with scary the ewoks. for me She actually likes that one. Um, But yeah, she loved it. She laughed at the at the funny moments at the car- yeah. yeah, the comedy of it. She just fell in love when she saw Leia turn, you know, wearing her dress. She goes, "Mermaid." <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but she, she's now become a real fan asking me daily to watch yeah. Star Wars, which just uh, touches me so well, that, much. Well, that's Oh my god. And yeah, what these are part trying, of the purpose. Part of what these are trying to do, like they're for any Star Wars fan because mm-hmm. they've got some juicy bits of canon and mm-hmm. continuity in them, but they're also for uh, introducing younger people. Right. And the thing is, is that, you know, people are saying, oh, they're too short. It's perfect for a a young fan. Perfect for my daughter, who's two, short attention span. You know, it's just these small moments that are kind of revealing something about the character's values, the character's personalities, relationships. Um, And it's very accessible. Anyone can watch them, even if you're not too familiar yeah. with Star Wars. So it just plays for both kids and adults. Yeah, and for me, the first one, Sansa Jakku. Now, we've been building up, and I knew everything. I was 
in and out of the bubble, Joseph, where I'm like, I, I know what's happening, but I don't know what I'm ex- going to get. Yeah. So I watched the first one. I went, oh, that, okay. So that's what they're doing. These little short little sketches and they're f- figuring in the story. And I was like, oh, okay. And then the second one, I was like, oh, I totally get it. And I'm on board. And by the third, Ewok Escape, which has some downright silly stuff in it. Oh, yeah. There's some silliness going on in there. But I was on board because I was like, oh, this is this is exactly, and I told this uh, to Jennifer, and this is why, again, I'm, I'm remixing a little bit of that interview. I apologize. But I I got the feeling like I was on the playground with my action figures, mm-hmm. having little adventures that tie to the movies that I fell in love with. Yeah. And for me as an adult, that's what I connected with. Your daughter obviously is connecting to something very different, mermaid dresses. Um, <laughs> and, and Joseph, you probably connected to it differently. I'm, I'm going to guess you like some of the themes. <laughs> I, I did <laughs> like yeah. the themes. I, I, I appreciated themes. that. I think Jennifer did a really good job yeah. of uh, – these were not random lines. These what, mm-hmm characters were saying and why they were connecting with specific characters to me always kept resonating with like that yeah. makes perfect sense but I think the the main thing that drew me in is I have banged on about I want to get back to in Star Wars to a little bit of that Saturday morning serial we're just like yeah, yeah this is a galaxy where just adventures happen all the time you don't walk down the street without having a mini adventure mm. right and that's the yes. way that like Empire Strikes Back is is constructed they can't walk through a hall without a wampa banging on the base and we yeah. get back to that mm-hmm. uh, so I just loved it that it was just like mini adventures yes absolutely and each each episode did such a great job of like just sh- showing these characters so like with the sands of Jakku we right. get to see how basically how Ray has survived on this desert planet by herself for so long because she makes friends with mm-hmm. the creatures with all the creatures there you know this crazy that monster she has empathy she, she has compassion yeah. empathy and compassion which again that's why you know I joke but I know it's true with you, you know you, that's you know you're the great Star Wars pontificator for a reason Joseph you're going to find some of these theme, <laughs> themes and things where I might look around and go pew 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 uh, explosions <laughs> uh, but, but it was very clear with the, that Sans Jakku that's when I say oh I get what you're doing here it's like Ray had an enemy an enemy was going to try to take her and BB-8 out. And at the end of it, she's like, oh, you're just a hungry guy. I'll help you. Yeah. And so and that great. is a simple lesson broken down. And that's Star Wars. It goes to what George yeah. Lucas was saying. Mm-hmm. This is for 12-year-olds on the cusp of growing up. Yeah. And specifically that she says, I'm paraphrasing, but she says to BB-8, like, uh, I know what it's like to, to be waiting for your people. Yeah. Mm. So like, okay, well, that's why she's relating to him. Because right. like I saw some people being like, well, why why does she like BB-8 so much? And like, well, that line. Right. She knows exactly what it's like to wait. She sees that this guy is abandoned because that's what he's tooting at her of like, mm-hmm. no, 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 Bo will be back for me. <laughs> right. And when she hears that, she's like, oh, man, that pulls my heartstrings because mm-hmm. I know my family will be back for me too. Right. Yeah. Like there's that level of writing, I think, in all of these. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Do we want to walk down just kind of reactions to to all of them now we've covered yeah. kind of the big picture? Yeah, that's great. That's great. Let's start with Sands of Jakku. We've talked about the most here. Uh, that is the first one we got right. I love that Daisy Ridley's back to do the voice. Yeah. And I know you couldn't get the voices of of everybody. And, of course, with, with Carrie Fisher gone, you were going to have to have a, a, a new Leia, or especially because it was a younger Leia. Um, but uh, I love this one. Simple. I love I love the Tito's. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Tito's are interesting. They got those sandals. <laughs> the sandals were featured prominently in this one. Yeah. yeah. 
I loved the sort of analogy of the Night Watcher worm, right? Mm-hmm. Because we did see the head of the Night Watcher worm in The Force Awakens. Yes. And the fact that it had a big, weird body underneath is, we talk about Star Wars being tip of the iceberg storytelling, where you're like, mm-hmm. you just see a little bit of something, and it suggests all these other things. And it's, it's literally what happens with the Night Watcher worm. of like, we just saw a little head, but look at all this that we can focus on. Yeah. And the fact that it's, that it's basically hangry. It's a hangry <laughs> monster. Yeah. You know? And that's so, it's it really kind of like makes it so my, my two-year-old daughter was like, oh, you're going to like this. She mm. loved it. The minute she goes, oh, sad. The monster's sad. Hungry. Like she, she they get she got it. it. Yeah, yeah, they got it. And it she makes should it, hang out with me at Disneyland because that's, <laughs> that's me about hour three. Tell me Hot about dogs. it. Yeah. <laughs> Turkey leg. <laughs> so yeah. it's just great. And I thought Daisy Ridley's performance was yeah. so good. Yeah. She's all in. She is so great. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I think Sansa Jakku was a great starting point. Mm-hmm. And then we have BB-8 Bandits, mm. which really, I, I kind of like that it was such a direct continuation. Yeah. I think that was smart, too, for the series to really, you know, again, these are little sketches, essentially. Yeah. And it's hard to capture characters in little sketches. You only got so many, so much time. And, and I think the writing was, was crisp and where you're not wasting lines of dialogue as much. And so to, so to get the idea across, I love that it went right into the next sequence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you and your daughter like BB-8 Bandits? Yeah, she yeah. liked that one, too. The speeder chase is great, very much reminiscent of the speeder chase on Endor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we see her great flying uh, flying skills, and also it goes back to the idea of you know building relationships and having compassion for others because then they'll exhibit it yeah. to you, where the Night Watcher worm uh, basically yeah. helps Ray yeah. in, in her plight, right? Because she had helped, yeah, in, 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 that, in, in that level of understanding. And I kind of they were so sewn in with what to do with Ray. Mm-hmm. Because they don't have any space, we can't, you know. Right. Um, so I think they did a great job with that be- of pulling out what are the true things from what we know from the Force Awakens, mm-hmm. uh, including where Ray is at emotionally. And then this is a planet that uh, functions entirely on salvaging junk, and then an entirely unique droid starts rolling around, mm-hmm. and everybody loses their mind. Right, right, right. You know, it's like a, not. I don't want to be overly straight ab- mm-hmm. uh, about this, uh, but like it's like. If a bunch of straight people are alone and one yeah. of the opposite sex walks in, yeah, that person's going to get a lot of attention. Yeah. And it almost feels like that level of like, we, everybody on this planet wants this droid. Yeah. Mm. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, it really goes to show, you know, the idea, of, I love that we continue to build on, sometimes I wonder if it's just on a, they do this with a little stubbornness over at Lucasfilm, build on the fact that Ray is a complete player when she shows up in Force Awakens. Yep, she's got to learn the Force, but she knows how to fight. She mm-hmm. knows how to fly. She knows how to speed her bike. And I love seeing uh, Ray continue to be a, 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 a person of action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And great teamwork between her and BB-8, who suggests the Night Watcher worm to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, seeing, you know, the Star Destroyer. And I think we even see a little bit of an, the Adat, the fallen Adat in the yep. background. Yeah. Beautiful landscape. Yeah, it's all lovely. Um, should we move on to Ewok Escape? Because I think we could spend four hours on Ewok Escape. <laughs> yes, Couldn't we? Yeah. So much. Couldn't we just? Yes. Is this your favorite one, Jennifer? It is, because it, you know what? <laughs> it is amazing. It Not is a thing of beauty. Yeah, because it fits perfectly with the events of Jedi. It does. It answers that question that so many of us had. Where the heck does she get that dress? Like, all of a sudden she shows up in this dress and I love that at the end she's a little uncomfortable wearing the dress. Do you have a spear or whatever? Do you have a spear line is so great. So great. Yeah, and I mean, we just saw the shots of her with Wicked and I was really hoping it was going to be this, that Mm. it was going to be the trip from their meeting 
back to the village. So I was stoked that I was right. Which is what's kind of going into this sold me on the concept of like, oh, okay, we're going to these little slivers of time. But to actually see it play out, I enjoyed it more. And this one is, is a good example of where, again, it it had absolutely silly moments. This mm-hmm. little little tra- trap they're playing on the Ewoks and everything and that. So I understand if you're in a bad mood or having a bad day and you're a Star Wars fan, you might go and go, what's going on here? Some little Ewok dance and, and they're capturing it. But that, for me... It, I just uh, it's 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 wicked, man. It's that that's what the Ewoks would have yeah, done. It's nothing sillier than what is actually in Return of the Correct. Jedi. It's just right. animated in a more simple, more family friendly style. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I also I'm going to go crazy here. I think that this one is the one that starts to to uh, thread in some stuff that's going to pay off later. Because mm. oh. one of the lines that most amused me is when uh, Leia and Wicked are coming upon the other two Wickets being menaced by the stormtroopers. Ewoks, me. Uh, Ewoks, yeah. What did I say? I do, you said the other two wickets. The other two wickets. Which, which I that's love. Credit, that's I like almost, the most racist thing I've ever said. <laughs> I was going to let it fly. I Thank you for correcting me. I just saw the, the, con- I saw the tweets coming in. <laughs> Thank you. Always save me uh, when I accidentally say horrible things about Ewoks. Anyway, when the other two uh, Ewoks are being menaced by the stormtroopers, the stormtroopers are telling them, you're in, in violation of code three. Yeah. And then we hear that again later. Yeah. Exactly what, what it is so fascinating now between those two things to guess what code 310 is. Right. Because I did a thing that day on my anchor station headcanon and I wanted to focus on like one line and that was the line I focused on. I was like, oh my gosh. What, what violation, what, you know, what does the empire have on the books of like, yeah. Bears may not sass me. Like what? <laughs> what is it that they're in violation of? So I thought that was really fascinating. Yeah, it that was. was it was just a lot of fun, and, and again, it fits so well. And look, I still have questions about the dress, Jennifer. Oh, did they have that laying about? I want to know. I want mm. a sequel to this. I yeah. want Good question. Ewok Escape Part Part Two: mm-hmm. The Measuring of the Dress. I could see an Ewok back there in the village, you know, sewing this together with some scrap fabric or something yeah. for a special for a special occasion. Well, such had, as a, had a had a humanoid visitor showed up before Bright Tree Village? This is what I'm thinking. Yeah, Maybe I think so. Maybe you know. Oh, more questions. And I want a canon. Ewok that's like the seamstress. Yeah. Yes. Like an older Ewok in the back. Oh, just yeah. Just working things out. Yeah, Dream. just fitting it to Leia. Yeah. That spear line I loved also because I yeah. feel like it is also sort of an answer to decades of debate about the Ewoks, mm. where people have thought they're too cutesy, mm-hmm. even in this, but then to have Leia really recognize like, oh, you're, you guys are a little tough and a little scary. Mm. And hey, thanks for your cool dress to make me feel part of your tribe because I respect you. But you know what else I like about you? You're little murder bears. <laughs> so give me a spear because that's clearly a part of your culture. So right. it felt like Leia the character almost answering the criticism of Ewoks. Right, that's right, great. right. Oh, yeah, I felt it was, like a kid when I was watching that. Watching yeah. the old you know, cartoons from the from the 80s, I just felt like I was back yeah, yeah. Saturday morning. And this is what specifically what I talk about, uh, and it comes up again in my favorite episode, but, but this is, you got a bunch of action figures. You got a Leia and, and combat poncho. You got a couple Ewoks. What are you going to do with that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got a couple stormtroopers from maybe your brother's collection. You just saw this movie. You can think, how did Leia and Wicket get to the Ewok yeah. village? Oh, you I just, bet like this. Yeah. yeah. You just got Leia in, in Ewok gown. Yeah. In action <laughs> figure, and you want to swap her out? Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. 
And Absolutely. this is the episode, uh, I heard an interview with Jennifer, maybe it was with you, I don't know if it was you or with uh, Fangirls Going Rogue, where she talked about how this was the one episode where she really wanted to pitch it. This was always in her mind. Oh, and okay. She was nice. like, I have to. I have an idea. This one has to go through. And that would make, they that, did. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So that makes sense. pretty neat. Shall we move on to the Padawan path? Yeah, this is yes. a great one. Prequelist. Yeah. Hashtag prequelist, yeah. Joseph. Yeah, yeah. You got real excited about it. What, yep. what, what, what drew you to this one besides? Our, our love of the prequels. I love the prequels. Love of, of Ahsoka. It is. It is always good to see you know Ahsoka in action again. And and I like um, I like that you got Yoda and you got Anakin. It's a Clone Wars reunion because you had mm-hmm. Matt Lanter and Tom mm-hmm. Kane doing the voices again. Ashley Eckstein, of course, back as Ahsoka. And uh, it is. It spoke to the character of Ahsoka, and that she would stop and do this. And there was a little bit. You you had some really good insight, Joseph, on on your anchor station about the little sassy Yoda, a little bit. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, I just I really liked what it. It was again a simple. All these are so simple. She's she's got to get to her medal ceremony or trinket ceremony by the forest tree. She's going to help somebody. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Anakin's a little stressed about it, which yep. makes sense for Anakin's character. Yeah, uh, and then it's so like the spirit of the Jedi versus the rule of the Jedi. Like mm-hmm. you know, the Jedi are pretty serious. So like, be there on time for your ceremony, like a Jedi should yeah. be. But right. the spirit of a Jedi is save people. Mm-hmm. And of course, we see Ahsoka choose the spirit of the Jedi rather than the rule right. of the Jedi, which is what she does ultimately. So I thought yeah. that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Great. What did you like about this one? Jennifer. I loved that it. it was really action packed, and to me, it felt like the opening of a of a film. I I was like, oh, oh yeah. man, I really want to see an Ahsoka film, a live right, action right, film right. would be amazing. Right. Um, but I, I loved that, and I loved that the message again. It's like take take time out. You're busy, you know. But if you see someone in distress. Help them because I've seen those. What, what would you do? You mm-hmm. know. <laughs> oh yeah, those shows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so many. People. A man is yelling at a bartender. What would you do? Yeah, yeah. Nothing. A lot yeah. of people do yeah. nothing. So. And and it, and it stays consistent to what you know Ahsoka is story wise mm. and how you know the fall of the Jedi and how she ends up leaving the Jedi and are getting thrown out and having the opportunity to come back and doesn't. Yeah. Because uh, maybe she saw that the Jedi weren't keeping to this that they were more worried about getting those trinkets than helping yeah. the others yeah and is like that, that new canon that uh the padawan braid gets stuff added to it added, as you uh yeah. as you progress yeah maybe like what i it mean it, it would have to be yeah it seemed official yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah 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 and i did really like the yoda line of no this i do yes mm. because that just sounded it, it's not really meant snarky but it just sounded so snarky yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like mm-hmm. Tell Yoda's, me something I do not. Yoda's snarky. <laughs> yeah, no, Yoda's snarky. A little snarky. Yeah. Uh, I got to ask, because this is one of the biggest uh, complaints that I saw online, sure. is uh, Anakin's design, in yep. particular Anakin's lips. Did you guys hate Anakin's lips, that great band from the 90s, Anakin's lips? Anakin's lips. I'm going <laughs> to... No, because... I wasn't aware that was a problem. <laughs> I'm I, sorry to let you no. know that uh, there is a crisis over yeah. Anakin's lips. <laughs> I saw that, too. People were really upset about well, that. I mean, upset. This uh, is like, again, how much does... Uh, I'm looking at the picture now. How much does BB-8 weigh? And I love Pablo's snarky answer. Uh, you know, BB-8 weighs this many kilograms unless you need him for a joke. Right. Yeah. And then that's right. A, okay, I'm looking at him now. Yeah, Jennifer, well, Ken takes in the old Anakin lips. How are, <laughs> Ken's making a face. I mean, they're pretty. Yeah. That's I mean, all right. Yeah. Anakin's a pretty guy. He yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. I think that, 
I didn't bother me. And then all of a sudden when people were saying that, I did take a second look. And I'm like, well, they are all plump. I will say that. But Hayden Christensen himself has nice full lips. Yeah. He so does. It fits. Yeah. It fits. The better to pout with if he needs to. <laughs> uh, yeah. And to me, I just didn't catch it at all. It just no. it seemed like, uh, uh, you know, maybe if somebody was showing this to me, it's like, here's the Anakin design. I would be like, I don't know, maybe play with it. But it matches the rest of the animation. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, if you like that. Um, the last thing I wanted to say about this one, and, and uh, happy, to, obviously, to hear any other thoughts you guys have, is I wanted to point out the uh, Ortolan, the Max Rebo. Yeah. Because I think there's something oh, going yeah. on there, too. Yeah? What do you think? Well, he he shows up kind of prominently as Ahsoka runs by, yeah. and then he shows up again later. Yes. yes. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's... That's all. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what is it? What, what is it? it no, I don't, I don't have any deep theory it yet, could, other than I was delighted to think, like, oh, there might be a, a few larger threads yeah. in this. And it, like, it is cool mini-adventures, but there might be more Oh, like, to he it. might come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he, like, in episode mm. 16, he might have a mission, yeah, you yeah. know, or like he might, that. yeah. Oh. I love the way you think. I, yeah. I, I, I too enjoyed much. it. Uh, no, no, I, I enjoyed it too. But I love that there might be a reoccurring, yeah, reoccurring bit there. Yeah. Uh, the next episode was uh, Beast of Echo Base. Now I was looking forward to this one because Hoth Leia has always been one of my favorite Leias. Yeah, sure. a feisty, pissed off woman of action who will stay and go down with the ship if need be. Um, and uh, this one had one of the. Uh, Again, this is there's just some joy in these episodes that maybe even sometimes I can tend to get grumpy. The idea of a of a wampa cuddling chewy uh-huh. on paper is not something I want to see. Uh, uh-huh. It's not something I want to see as canon. Not something I just want. I just don't want to see it. I, and this one, it it made me laugh. Oh it's really really funny. I swept up in these episodes. Yeah, for sure. So Jennifer, funny. did you like the uh, the wampa chewy cuddle fest? Oh my gosh, there were a lot of funny moments in this episode. That that image, there were Chewie's like a stuffed little animal. Yeah. Uh, the second one was three PO when he was like, "Hello, princess!" Blah blah blah. It's like, "Shut up!" <laughs> it was so perfect. Classic three PO. Classic three PO. And then there was a lot of there was a lot of action. I mean, it was like, "Oh my gosh, how are, how are they going to make this work? What are they going to do?" Now, was this kind of like playing off of the deleted scenes yeah. from Empire Strikes yeah. Back? Yeah, I think it was really trying to finally lock down that canon uh-huh. that there are wampas locked behind a specific door. Okay, right. gotcha. Yeah, that Absolutely. makes sense. Again, nice. I love the design of this episode, too. It really gave you, especially after you play Battlefront, you run around Hoth so much in mm-hmm. Echo Base. Yeah. It gave you the feel. You know, it had to, it had some detail there. Um, it shows that, it, it, that relationship between Chewie and Leia. We get the hug that we didn't get in Force Awakens. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that makes that yeah. a little worse. Um, but, you know, it's the... When Han tells Leia or tells Chewie, you know, take care of Leia, you're going to have to take care of Leia and everything at the end of Empire. And there's a sweet moment between uh, Chewie and Leia and an immediate trust. Uh, you can see it's, it's building in stories like these. Yeah, mm. yeah. Oh, and there's a nice little callback. She says, Chewie, is that you? Which is a nice callback to when Han uh, meets up with Chewie and Jedi. <laughs> oh, Chewie, yeah. is that you? Uh, so I thought that was really fun. But this this episode, I will say, if you have a young child like myself, you have a toddler, she watched it once and with all the other ones, again, again, she did not say again with this one. It was a, a little bit too 
too frightening. I think too the wampa. Yeah, the wampa was a little bit. Okay. In, she wasn't scared, but okay. In your two ladies, three. Yeah, she's two. She's two. two. She's two. She's so. two. So she didn't say like validates canon. Validates <laughs> canon. Yeah, no, no, she doesn't appreciate that yet. Yeah. Uh, I think that's one of the I most thrilling it. things about this one is yeah. tying back to that old canon. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I, I understand it. It's like when I ride the Matterhorn at Disneyland and I see the uh, abominable snowman in the middle. It scares me. Still scares me. Still scares me. Please be holding Chewy the next time I go on that ride. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, we go back to the prequels with the imposter inside mm. episode. Now this is, uh, again, uh, uh, we got we got some Padme here. Yeah, and Joseph. This was um, one I was looking forward to because you and I and Jennifer as well. I don't want to exclude Jennifer from our prequel love. <laughs> um, uh, we really think Padme at times is an underrated character. Yep. Uh, that we're talking about, uh, you know, these Star Wars characters that that need a spotlight on, and I, I think Padme is overlooked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the way she falls off in story or you get caught up in the how did she die, a broken heart, all that stuff. Um, but Phantom Menace, this is a this was a young queen willing to die for her people and and I love seeing more. And Kat Tabber does a great job with the voice. Yeah, absolutely. It's great to see her back. It's great to see her spending some quality time with uh, with Ahsoka without mm-hmm. Anakin there so they can mm-hmm. kind of uh, ha- see that they have their total own relationship like yeah. had been developed in the Clone Wars. And I also like that a, it, she was in her what we know is sort of her action outfit yeah, because yeah, we yeah. saw that in Attack the Clones but that could just be like here's my most comfortable day wear for me right <laughs> right right uh, we don't really know so I kind of like that that was included um but I also like that it was not shy of uh, her role as a politician mm-hmm. and that etiquette was a part of yeah. her mm-hmm. job you know so I really like that that it's not I don't want to wander too far into uh, sexism conversations, mm-hmm. but I like that the, you know these are celebrating not just like women being of action, but women having all sorts of different skills. Mm-hmm. And that's what Padme's character has been developed to be: of like right. I host dinners, I debate, I figure things out with other cultures. It's it's I I say when we talk about. S- strong female characters, this buzzword that is that's popped up. It's this buzzword. We want strong female characters and everyone assumes it's it's Laura Croft yeah. with a whip and that's part of it, but it's also a single mother who's doing this and that's a strong that's a strong character too. And and I and I think uh with this Jennifer with Padme, we're seeing that's a different side. It, that her aggressive negotiations are yeah. a little different than what Anakin's are. Mm-hmm. And I love that Ahsoka is the one that first noticed that the utensils are there. It's such a small thing. Yeah. And this is what Forces of Destiny is all about. You know, moments yeah. big and small. This is a small little thing. And it's so great that she picks up on that. And I loved that, you know, obviously Ahsoka goes right into action with the, with mm-hmm. the Claudite. But Padme does too. Yes. You know, she picks up that whatever that thing is, vase or whatever, yeah, yeah. and she Looking uses it like now. a baseball. Yeah, that, look at <laughs> that right now. It's, it's a great, great shot. Beaten people vase. Yeah, yeah. And that I think my favorite line in this is when Ahsoka does say, like, you remind me of Anakin. Yeah. Is Ahsoka <laughs> making that connection to their relationship? Uh-huh. And also like yeah. that balance with Padme of, yeah, uh, ne- aggressive negotiations, yeah. just like Anakin said to her in Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. And I, I uh, the, you know, these characters have definitely interacted in the Clone Wars, but there was something special in these two and a half minutes that I really took to. Uh, and that's why I tweeted out, like, I would love to see a buddy cop picture of Ahsoka yeah. and Padme going across the galaxy, aggressively negotiating their way through the galaxy. Mm. Um, and I, 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 uh, Ashley Eckstein and Jennifer Murrow and uh, Kat Tabber all re- responded to that tweet. Oh, good. So good. Let's make it happen, Disney. Yeah. Um, because yeah. they just had to spend, there was a different energy here than Clone Wars to me. Yeah. Different yeah. storytelling. I think what really nailed it for me is here's two characters going through their jobs. A uh, uh, Jedi Padawan assigned to protect a senator, a mm-hmm. senator trying to host a dinner. And what happens to them on the regular? Some asshole, for some reason, tries to kill him. Yeah. So <laughs> they deal with it like they have to. 
and then they have that moment of Ahsoka saying like, let's eat dinner together. So yeah. you get that sort of like, this is our life. It's hard. And sometimes we get to relax too, so we so can eat, eat this food together. Yeah. yeah, I really, I really love that episode. One of my favorite ones out there. Then we uh, finally get to see Jen Erso mm. in yeah. The Stranger, and Felicity Jones uh, did come back for Jen Erso here this time around, and we get to see a little, uh, little, uh, little space cat, right? Yeah, what Loth cat, Loth cat, yeah. Or Tuka. Yeah. Tuka. These are Tukas. Uh huh. It's a not Tuka. Yes. No, so, which is like a cousin to the Lothka, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. they hang out at the same place. Yeah. Yeah. They look similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, how do you feel about this one, Jennifer? This is a weird one to me. I like it. Oh, this one, you guys, I was I was eating my lunch, as I called during my break when my daughter takes her nap. I was eating my lunch and I watched this episode and I started like welling up. I'm like, really? what wow. the heck? Where did oh, this come from? Okay. Really? Because that, that darn. Tuka, <laughs> so cute. But you like this, have green light for that picture. Oh my that gosh, darn Tuka. But it's the relationship between this. She's like, this is all I have. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm getting emotional. But the love between an, a pet owner and yeah. their pet is something really special and relatable. And I love when Jen Urso, you know, she not only you know wants to fight these guys, she's like welcomes it. She's like, pick on someone your own size. You know, yeah. come at me, come yeah, at yeah, me. Yeah. I love that. I want for her to be my bodyguard. Yeah, this was a little bit of the gin that I wanted to see following the first Rogue One trailers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, which yeah. is why I, I like this episode. It was uh, it wasn't dark, uh, moody, grumpy gin, and that that's a valid part of that character too. I don't want to I want to sound like I'm sliding Felicity Jones' performance or anything in Rogue One, but there was a spice to Jin Erso in the trailers, and this this one had a little connection to that for me. Yeah, yes. and I liked it because I thought it was well motivated as well. Because I, I saw somebody saying like, "Well, where's the gin?" who said, you know, it's not a problem if you don't look up, mm-hmm. who was mm-hmm. done fighting, who didn't want to be a part of any of this. Right. I was like, well, she saw what looked like to be an abandoned child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An orphan, maybe? An mm-hmm. orphan, yeah. Somebody who, a child who is lost, well, there's a reason that Jen would say, mm-hmm. I'm willing to fight for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not picking up a blaster for the rebellion, but right. I'll fight for this kid. Right. Who's alone. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And the fact that she says her name. She actually says her real name. She doesn't give an yeah. alias. Yeah. It's like this this moment of trust between her and this child. Maybe she like sees herself in that child. Yeah. It's a really genuine moment. Yeah. I loved that. Yeah. Now, should we talk about Code 310? Yeah, so this yeah. one has yeah. the, the callback to both of my things that I got excited about. Because, yeah. like, this one came out when I was in the midst of uh, performing at Convergence. Oh. Where, so I, was, like, I didn't have time to focus. I started it. I saw the Ortolan, the Max Rebo alien. Yeah. And then the, one of the first lines of dialogue was Code 310. And I stopped it. He's like... <laughs> I don't have time to process this because, like, I had to go do a show like five minutes later. And, like, I can't process this now. I have to come back. So I watched it at like 2 a.m. I love it. Uh, yeah. I'm looking this up right now. Okay. So, code 310? Yeah. So, I can't really find it. Yeah. So, Code 310, they seem to be complaining about the Tuca, right? Yeah. So maybe it's a violation of animals? Like, it's either like fer- wild or feral animals. Or that it stops, well, it's got to be that. It's not stopping citizens from having pets. I think it's like these animals that are on the loose. Yeah. That's what I think. Which is fascinating because that makes sense is a violation (laughs) in like a more uh, established territory where people have pets like a tuka. But then to just walk up to Ewoks who live on that planet and say, (laughs) you are in violation. Where are your owners? Where are your owners? And like (laughs) the Lorax? Yeah, if you think the Ewoks are so feral and wild, why are you walking up to them and saying, uh, Code 310 from our established society establishes that you, sir, are feral and wild? Like what response do you expect? 
Oh my that's god, that's great. That's why they're so mean. Yeah. Vampires are so mean. Yeah, yeah so they wouldn't even mean. let you have pets or fun little creatures. Yeah, but I, lo- yeah, I love that. Did you find out anything else about Code Three One Zero? No, I just saw like this kind of this thread that was happening on Twitter. I think Pablo Hidalgo got involved. Um, mm-hmm. Amy Ratcliffe and people were just talking about Code Three One Zero. Okay. No pets. No, no pets. No pets. No that pets. makes sense. That's that great. Makes sense. That's great. Yeah. You guys think I'm nuts about the Ortolan? That there's something there because he's no, uh, prominent think, in this shot too, and it's the timeline works. Mm. It's yeah, it's it, it's uh, I, I, no, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think it could be just a runner. Could just be a joke that's going to pop up again. Yeah, can mm. arrest a development joke or something. No touching her. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I don't think you're wrong. Okay, but they wouldn't do that. Again, I don't say they wouldn't do that, uh, you know, on accident. Meaning he's going to be a new character. That's yeah, gonna, but they wouldn't. That, that's got to be on purpose. I wouldn't question be. as much if it was a, a Rodian or a Abendendo that they introduced in the Force Awakens, or some character that's been species that's been used a lot as a background mm. alien. But you know, I had to look up what what's Max Rebo. It's Ortolan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So no. to use an Ortolan is a little like mm, you want us to notice this. Mm-hmm. There's a mm-hmm. reason. Maybe it is an inside joke. Yeah, Could, <laughs> maybe. The final episode so far. We're gonna, we're going to have some more. Of course, is uh, Bounty of Trouble. And this one is actually my favorite episode. Oh, yeah. This is yeah. Leia as we kind of know her in New Hope, meaning she is still part of the Imperial Senate. She still has to keep that up. The Imperial Senate is still going. This probably happened uh, sometime before Mon Mothma made her speech. Sabine's hair is blue, so you can track Sabine's hair by Uh hair color. Yeah, yeah, Mm yeah. And we've seen Sabine and Leia before, but again, much like with Ahsoka and Padme interacting before in Clone Wars, seeing them on Rebels, this was different. And this shows, this is truly to me a crossing over of two different kind of Star Wars characters, one that's iconic and on the screen and one that's a, a rising star and a fan favorite, but it's still it's animated and you kind of put that in that little box. So to see them cross in this type of storyline, I really, really enjoyed what they what they brought there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we've already been introduced to it in Rebels to see Leia and her pre A New Hope role mm-hmm. of having to use a lot of subterfuge and pretend to still be a part of it. But that was one of the things I liked the most about that is seeing how adept she was at just, you know, manipulating the stormtroopers right. right and left. There's a really cool moment in her, her right. you know, life. Yeah, I love that. Even from, the, I think it's like right away we see her kind of her eyes shift a little bit. Like she yeah. knows something's up. Yeah. I love that. And then I don't, I obviously don't know that much about Star Wars Rebels, but I know that Sabine is an artist. Is that yeah. right? Does, she paints, yeah. She paints. So the fact that she makes an explosion with paint yeah. is yes. really fun. She's almost more of a graffiti artist too, so this makes okay. even more sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that, uh, speaking of that, and with all the episodes, is that the colors, the, the animation is so great and the vibrancy of these colors, especially in this episode, was a lot of fun. Um, well, for me, one of uh, you just made me think of something, Jennifer, and back when Rebels came out, uh, back when I was in the Jedi Alliance days, I had a little issue with the Rebels the colors hmm. on the uh, Sabine being one of them. I like Sabine, but the colors, the orange, the blues, the purples, and then Kanan had this kind of orange and Ezra's orange. And I think these aren't colors of Star Wars. This isn't what I'm used to seeing. Now I'm used to seeing it because yeah. that's what happens. Change happens and then suddenly <laughs> you're used to it. Right. But when I look at this episode and listen to you talk, Jennifer, it makes me think that, yeah, that's right. I at one point didn't think Sabine's color scheme fit into Star Wars, but now here she is with Princess Leia hmm. as the Princess Leia I grew up with, with a white gown, with a hood, and it totally works. So for me, it, it's this crossover that that 
we've worked to for all these years that I can finally accept. Yeah, mm. and yeah. it's really powerful in this episode. They, they do a great job of it in Rebels for the most part of, of reminding you that like somebody being an artist is really a, a show of, of freedom against and you know an autocratic you know mm. uh, government. Mm. Uh, but like just the colors in this too of just seeing all of the stark white, stark black, yeah. gray, and then she's like, yeah. I need to distract you, so purple because yeah. that's sort of like going to bother you on a psychological level <laughs> imperials yeah right. they explode and then of course we got an appearance from ig88 oh yeah. so beautiful so beautiful and i think to me the big losers of all of forces of destiny are stormtroopers this does nothing <laughs> for the legacy of stormtroopers because there is that epic shot in yeah. this of them horribly missing ig88 with yes. their blast yes shots. <laughs> yes like, Trying hard. Well, yeah. it's, it's it's of this time. You know, we know that that the first order has worked to improve this. <laughs> uh huh. Yep. <laughs> but that. it makes perfect sense. But yeah, they get beat uh, by the Ewoks. They get yeah. beat by everything. Yeah. So uh, that is uh, the first eight that have come out. Like I said, we got more on the way. I don't know the actual timeline. Right? Is it? It's eight more. Eight more. I know sixteen fall. have been prepared. So we got yeah. the special. Mm-hmm. I think there are more that are going to be played on Disney XD next, and then right. it's going to be available like digital and download, okay. the whole thing. I think that's the deal. Yeah. yeah. More on the way. Yeah. More on the way. Uh, what do you guys have uh, in terms of hopes for upcoming episodes? Uh, Jennifer, what do you want to see? Who do you want to see? Well, you know, at the end of the Bounty of Trouble episode, Leia says, I hope one day we can fight together. Mm. So maybe we'll see another episode with the two of them again. Right. Yes, uh, that would be amazing if we got sort of confirmation here that, uh, yes, uh, Sabine survives the end of Rebels mm. and we get like an mm. Empire era or Return right. of the Jedi era team up with Leia mm. and Sabine. That would be pretty amazing. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'd like to see that. I, you know, I have this, this, uh, bring up this list here. I've, I've mentioned, on, I don't want to go into it in detail too much, but I think there's other characters out there that we could see. I'd love to see um, uh, Dr. Afra. She's been established. We could see that It'd be the first time seeing her off the comic page. Evan Verlaine yeah. and Leia. Evan Verlaine, of course, from the Leia comic, the Y Wing pilot from the New Hope battle. Nora Wexley, mm. I think, has been well enough established. Uh, Bo Katan would be interesting with Satine Kriz from Clone Wars era stuff. Bo, Bo Katan is though coming back for Rebels. Uh, and uh, Corsella, which is Princess oh, Leia's yes. assistant that meets her unfortunate demise, standing next to Chancellor Vilchem on uh, Hosnian Prime. Uh, and then, and this is one of the things I'd asked uh, uh, Jennifer too. I, asked, I brought all these up to her, but the Imperials. We got Sienna Ree, Ray Sloan. We got some pretty popular Imperials now. Mm. Phasma too, I guess you could throw in too. Um, that could we see any focus on them? Would that make any sense for the series? It's forces yeah. of destiny. It's not Imperials of destiny. Huh. But I don't know. I uh, it was one of the things. One of those moments where she was like, I don't know. Yeah. You know what? I think you're right because doesn't Ky- I think that there's, uh, Kylo Ren is going to be making an appearance. Oh. Really? Really? I thought that I read that. So then maybe we will see Phasma. Or, oh, that would be very interesting. Or Corsella or, yeah, who knows? Yeah, be an interesting would trick. Would timeline work out? Could be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it would be an interesting trick to ha- to use an Imperial character and still tie into these forces of destiny theme. So mm, is it almost like yeah. a morality tale where you see one of them almost make a good choice? If right. you use Sienna Re. She's a she's a good person who's bought into a bad ideology, is my reading of right, Lost right. Stars. So you could see her yeah. as an imperial 
doing something kind that she's not supposed to, like, you know, letting right. a code 310 slide. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep that Tuca. Yeah, you can keep that Tuca, says Sienna Reed. Yeah, yeah, so I think yeah. maybe that. Yeah. So you got, you got Eden Versio from the Battlefront 2 series, and I don't, I don't think necessarily that character shows up in these at this point. Yeah. But yeah, there's another person that's, yeah, Imperial, but we're already kind of like, eh, she looks cool. She looks cool. We yeah. might like what's going on here. Yeah. How do you tell those stories, too? And, it's, and is this the place? And maybe this isn't the place. Maybe mm-hmm. it is yeah. good guys, bad guys, and uh, cool little Ewoks yeah. and a bunch of wickets. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe, uh, you know, I think maybe teenage Hera might be interesting Yeah, to now, see her as a young resistance fighter. Right. And we got Hera coming up on Endor, right? Mm-hmm. She's definitely coming up. Yeah, she's, she's coming up. Yep. Yeah, 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 you're right. So she's already been established that she's going to be uh, appearing. I would love to see Maz, and I think we're going to. Yes. But I want. I love that she introduces this, yes. but I want to see Maz interacting with anybody because she could interact with anybody at any time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that all works uh, timeline-wise. And my last hope is I hope that we get one that's just Pat and May by herself. Oh, okay. Just to strengthen, like I love seeing Padme and Ahsoka together, but to continue to bolster, like maybe you didn't like Natalie Portman's appearance, maybe you didn't mm-hmm. like all the choices, but the character exists. Yeah, the character is the mother of Luke and Leia, yeah. and I want to see that character celebrated. So to let her just stand by herself would be cool. And I, you know, what I would like to see is is Padme Amidala, Queen Amidala. Oh yeah, oh, that would be we great. get a lot of. Post that, yeah. But going back to the Phantom Menace era would be interesting to see that. Yeah, regalia. Yeah, some absolutely. Kind of, uh, some kind of political intrigue, or Ooh. you know, something like that. Yeah, but, Padme's last day so is queen. Cool. Yeah, like, why did yeah. she step yeah. down? Yeah, I, I could really dig that. Mm. Yeah, I could really dig that. And uh, we're going to get a lot more. And hopefully, guys, I, ho- I hope you uh, enjoyed our breakdown. And I hope if uh, you know if you're on the fence of a Force of Destiny. Give it a give it another go based uh, maybe see it through uh, our eyes and uh, and other people's eyes. I think this is a really great series. It's it's something that um, the Star Wars Galaxy needed and the Star Wars Galaxy can certainly have. And it, and I'm so glad it exists because it is fun. It is uh, has a lot of lessons and it has a lot of good things for Star Wars fans to dig into. And has IG-88. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Jennifer's daughter likes it, so come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah, you got to get on. her excited about canon somehow, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so time for some audience questions then? Absolutely. Great. All right. We're going to go into some audience questions. You guys, are regular listeners, know how this works. We get a couple of questions from uh, people on Facebook and Twitter, uh, not Patreon people. And then we get some questions from people who are Patreon people because we appreciate all of our listeners. Our first question is from Kyle Gilmore. Kyle asks... At what point do you guys think Han met Maz Kanata? Let's make this just an all Maz Kanata episode. Yeah. Uh, so what do you guys think? Would you, when did Han meet Maz Kanata? I think it's going to be, you'll find out it's before New Hope. Yeah. I'm not saying it's in the Han Solo movie. Ah. Uh, I think I read the last time he saw her was 25 years prior to Force Awakens. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Where did you read that? I don't know. It might have been a dream. The ether. The ether. <laughs> I don't recall seeing that. But I think I think you'll find that he's a, a young Han along... Along uh, maybe maybe Harrelson, Woody Harrelson's character knows Maz. I don't know yeah. something like that. I think mm. I think it's going to be a long-standing on again, off again friendship. Yeah. What do you think, Jennifer? Well, that's a really good point because we know that Maz, you know, she kind of befriends these young smugglers. She gives them credits, equipment, things like that. But I kind of would have, in my head canon, I would have liked for him to show up when he's going through these relationship problems with Leia. 
You know, oh. I feel like Maz would be a great listener and should offer him some advice. Like in the early stages? Yeah, in the early stages. The courtship of Princess Leia? Sure, I'll take that. That fits really well with her exchange in Force Awakens where she's like, go home. And he's like, Leia doesn't want to see me. <laughs> right, oh. right, yeah. yeah. So yeah. she knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like almost, yeah, she, she, she knows. She mm-hmm. knows. Yeah. She knows. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jennifer, I think you have the elegant answer, uh, but uh, I, I, I suspect that they're still, even with all of its troubles, leaving the Han Solo movie open to be like if it hits like mad, they'll do more Han Solo movies. So I wouldn't be surprised to see yeah. in a movie Han meet Maz Kanata. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah in a sure. sequel, the untitled sequel to the untitled <laughs> Han Solo movie. <laughs> uh, any other Maz Kanata Han thoughts before we move on? No, sir. No. All right, we'll go on to Jeff Holdsworth who uh, wrote in with a question. Have you considered what your Wookiee or Ewok names would be? Oof. Nabsaka, Scrimbo, Landerful? <laughs> I have no idea, but you probably do, right? Guys, Landerful sounds like a like Chewie's cousin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Mm. Scrimbo's great. Scrimbo's, Scrimbo's pretty good. good. Scrimbo's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. That. Napsaka sounds like a, a creature that Jabba eats. Yeah, <laughs> that is a Japanese drink that I want right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jennifer, do you do you have desires in your heart being a big fan of Ewoks and Wookies? Oh yeah. Well, let's see. If it was an Ewok, it'd be like Landipa, something like that. <laughs> Deepa. Uh, Wookie, yeah, Landerful. Landerful sounds good. It sounds very, good. very Wookie. Yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Me, I don't know. Zock just sounds like a good bounty hunter name. Ooh, yeah, Zocknub. Yeah. Zocknub. Zocknub sounds like a threat. Yeah, for Ewok. sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Get your hands off me, Zocknub. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty happy with a scrimbo for, for Ewok. That's a great one. Really good. For Wookiee, I think my actual name is great because the awe can just become a roar. Yeah. Scrimshaw. Yeah. Oh yeah. I like Beautiful. That. This is a wonderful question, Jeff. Thank you for letting us imagine being addressed by Ewoks and Wookiees. <laughs> we'll move on to our Patreon questions. Brett James asks, early on in the eight rumor speculation mill, we heard Han was getting a funeral at the place we now know is Canto Bight. Those rumors have largely died out. Do you think we get a funeral for Han? Mm. I, I still think it's very possible. Mm. I mean, we yeah. talked about Leia mourning last week on the behind-the-scenes video. I, I think it's still very possible. I, I'd be oddly be okay if there wasn't one because mm-hmm. the you know that's a you don't the story would have to start there. Yeah, you'd have to be right to that. Could be something later on in the story. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jennifer, do you think we'll get that? Do you want that? I don't need it, but I do think we might get it. I mean, when we see her in that morning shot, you know, she's wearing all black. She mm-hmm. looks very upset, like she just came from a funeral. Yeah, so maybe it'll be a quick scene. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel like I'd be fine if there was a funeral scene, but I'd also be fine if it is just Leia mourning privately. Yeah. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to think of like what an object of their relationship, you know, mm. would be that she could yeah. be looking at. Uh, but I'd be fine if it's kind of a private moment for Leia. I like so that. I think it needs to be handled carefully to not weigh down the beginning of the movie yeah. too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A great question, Brett. Our final question comes from Dark Lord Jeff, not Emma. We've seen all kinds of heartbreaking ta- tragedy in the Star Wars universe, a lot of it involving Han Solo, like the question just before this. If Episode Eight is going to a darker installment a la Empire, what would you think about taking a page from the Star Trek book and destroying the Millennium Falcon? I don't think I could handle another big death so soon. Uh, I had never... 
Never thought about that till yeah. I read this question. Um, Dark Lord Jeff, you're truly a Dark Lord. And what is that, Star Trek Three? Yep. that they destroy it? Yep. Um, I know my Star Trek. And then many, yep. many more Star Trek. And then many, many, the many first more. One, but that one, that one has some weight to it. I remember mm-hmm. that. Even even as a younger younger kid, uh, not fully understanding yeah. what that meant. What have I it. done? Yeah. Turned death into a fighting chance to live. Yeah. Still felt that. Still felt that. So I think, I, I don't think it happens in eight, but I could see it happening. I could see it happening. Yeah, yeah. I could see it happening. It's a character. Yeah. Ugh. Look how we cheered when we saw that character in Force Awakens. Yeah. yeah no. I don't think it's going to happen in eight because of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because, oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Since they're trying to be all uh, canon about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, the <sighs> Star Wars land. What do you think, Jennifer? I can, no, please don't yeah. do it. Don't do it. I mean, I just am worried about who's going to die in this film in episode eight. Is it going to be yeah. Luke? I mean, if, if they do the Falcon 2, forget it. I'm done. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, they can't. I think it survives this one, but I could, I could, you know, that would be a heart tugging moment for all of us. Uh, be tough sacrifice to at the yeah. end of episode nine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Like Chewie goes out and, the, oh, I'm like breaking my own heart. Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. I think, you know, emotional. it's such a fine line. I'm, you know, and I'm going to go out on a limb. This is the final thing I'll say about this. Uh, I don't think any major characters are going to die in The Last Jedi. Phew. I think yeah. everything Ryan Johnson has said is about characters going yep. through pain. And if you look at Empire, it's characters being pushed yeah. to places they don't want to go and I think that's the darkness. Okay, that makes some sense. I don't think me. I don't think we're going to get big deaths. So but Force Ghost Luke, Luke will be later on. Exactly. <laughs> Episode 27 is yeah. Force Ghost Luke. Those are our questions. Thank you guys so much uh Patreon listeners and non-Patreon listeners for always sending in so many great questions. Absolutely. You know you guys know where you can reach out to us. You can follow us on Twitter at Force Center Pod. Use that hashtag Force Center. We are over. Uh, well over now our goal of 2000 followers on Twitter Twitter but still trying to increase that. Uh, you can like our Facebook page as well. We are on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review. At 225 ratings, we'll give you a special databank brawl. Joseph loves to take classic characters and make us do horrible things to them, <laughs> like kill them. And we are on Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash Force Center. If you, uh, even just $2 a month, you get our Finish the Fan Fiction special episode that we do each month, plus have a direct line of communication to us. Uh, we're going to start doing more just uh, impromptu Q&As and just interacting uh, like we have been with you guys guys but even on a uh, bigger level because we love having our four center community you can buy t-shirts at t public uh, that is of course tpublic.com slash user slash four center represent four center in all your daily life including <laughs> family barbecues what's that son it's a four center t-shirt go listen to them we appreciate that there uh joseph you can be followed at joseph scrimshaw and you got a lot of things going on as always yeah you can follow me on all the social media is at joseph scrimshaw you can check out my uh, anchor station headcanon it is a fun little app. Uh, I know some of our Force Center fans have been checking that out, so download that app and check it out. You can find Ken there as well. And uh, then my personal podcast, Obsessed, is on Feral Audio. Got a lot of great episodes uh, coming out very soon. And also uh, I'll be at Dragon Con in uh, end of August, beginning of September, where I will be doing a live episode of Star Wars Counseling, so come find me at Dragon Con. That one was a great one last year. Jennifer, at Jennifer Landa, of course, and uh, other places. That's right. You, I have some new videos up on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Jennifer Landa. And if you haven't listened to it yet, my Jedi beat is finally out Yay. behind the scenes of the Mos Eisley Cantina. 
Absolutely. You know what? I got. I've been so. Bit, I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. Oh, that's I'm, okay. I've got to. No, no. It, it's, it's not okay. <laughs> it's okay. I've just been so busy that I have. I, I have a lot of things I've even got to listen to. I'm excited for your Jedi beat. So oh. that is out there as well, you guys. You can follow me at Ken Absock, Daily Thrones on Anchor, and also Thrones Talk on Collider Talk and Game of Thrones, my other passion in life. So that is it for this week. So for Scrimbo the Ewok <laughs> and Landerful the Wookie, we'll see you next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.